0: Live from Lisbon, this is The Twilight Show with Lucy Newberger.
1: Good evening everybody, you are back with me once again, Lucy Newberger, and I'm ready to do this this evening. It's going to be great. We've actually got an old friend uh, coming back on the show tonight so I'm very excited.
0: Live from Lisbon, this is The Twilight Show with Lucy Newberger on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, everybody. You're back with me, Lucy Newberger. It's Tuesday's Twilight Show, and we're here again. Ooh, whoopsie daisy! Not sure what happened there. Um, <laughs> uh, never mind. We'll, we'll press on. Um, always like technical hitches with me. No, it's never dull. Anyway, what I was about to say before that happened again was. Uh, you're, yeah, you're back with me, and this evening we actually have an old friend of the show coming on. Lawrence Perks is coming on to talk about uh, provision for disabled students on PGCEs, because since we last spoke to him, he actually got offered a place, which is fantastic news. So we will be joined by him shortly. But first of all, as always, we recap the week. Uh, I share the tales of my goings on and uh yeah you share your goings on with me as well well sometimes you do you might want to share if you do you know how to do it you can message the show and i will read out what you have to say so this week has actually been (laughs) a bit of a revelation for me in in some ways because um I went to see a psychologist this week just to check in, and see how I'm doing. It's something I like to do periodically. I thoroughly recommend to all teachers to occasionally check in with a with a therapist. I definitely think that we should talk about this more, and we should we should do this more and encourage this more as teachers. But uh, I actually discovered that after all these years, I actually have. Uh, ADHD tendencies Uh, I wasn't formally diagnosed as such I've still got to do a few more bits and pieces but it's definitely present and uh, I had a very good discussion with with my doctor and uh, yeah now working out how to how to move forward with that so I think there's definitely scope for a show uh, about teachers who are working with ADHD or autism or any kind of neurodivergency, I think I I hear it referred to as a lot now. So definitely do get in touch with me uh, on Twitter or via this show and tell me if you are a teacher who is working with with autism or with ADHD and how you you manage with that. I think uh, I definitely want to have more of a conversation on that at a later date. Uh, What else has been going on? Um, It's finally actually, finally getting colder here in Portugal. I'm actually sitting here with the heating on, uh, a cup of tea next to me, the candles are going, it's quite a, almost a nice winter scene. And when I say cold, uh, you're probably sitting there cackling going, Lucy, cold. You're not in minus figures, you're absolutely fine. What are you complaining about? I do mean cold by Portuguese standards, but at night it's it's dropping into maybe nine, 10 degrees, which when you're used to, oh, I'm gonna sound awful. When you're used to kind of 20, 25 degrees in the day, uh, it's it's a little bit of a shock to the system, but I'm coping everybody, it's fine. Don't worry, don't feel too sorry for me. <laughs> What else oh i this time of year is also great because people do hunker down a bit but it also means that my friends and i are getting together and we have a lot more indoor gatherings and food based gatherings which although are are not as maybe not as kind of nice as the outdoor ones in terms of kind of being out in the sun and all the rest of it they're fantastic in terms of the food so on Friday, my friend Hannah hosted a fantastic taco party. So about eight of us that got together, we all helped with the cooking, we all mucked in, people bought wine, and it was just lovely to to cosy up together, to chat, to, to reflect on things, and just, yeah, that was fantastic. And I think the next one is going to be a dumpling party, and uh, Silly Billy over here nominated herself to to head up that one because I've been, I've been wanting to make potstickers and gyoza and things like that for a long time. So uh, I've actually been practicing the folding with circles of greaseproof paper because that's the kind of cool person that I am. So <laughs> I'm going to have to, I think, uh, get my friends involved with that and teach them the, the technique but apparently there are many different ways to to fold dumplings so i think i need to watch some youtube tutorials and up my expertise a little bit so that's going to be my weekend i think uh what else uh oh the work christmas party has been revealed we at the moment it looks like ours is going to go ahead which is which is quite nice i think we're going to have it in school um it's it's it It's a difficult time because, of course, there are situations in various countries where restrictions are coming in again. There's been nothing as yet in Portugal to suggest that we're not allowed to gather. But this time last year, there were, of course, curfews in place. I can't remember if the UK was back in lockdown by this time last year because, I mean, it was in and out, in and out, wasn't it? So it was all over the show. But at the moment, uh my lovely school is trying to to press ahead and to give us a a christmas a christmas gathering of sorts they've asked us to bring things along as well to try and kind of help out with it which some people are a little bit miffed about but uh maybe they're just not they don't have as much fun in the kitchen as i do i jokingly said to one of my friends last night actually that i would wouldn't mind catering the whole thing before i realized that that is 50 plus people so maybe Maybe not. Maybe another time I will I will uh, flex my culinary muscles for for mass catering. Maybe maybe if I ever decide to leave teaching, party planning and and catering will be where I where I end up. Uh, speaking of cooking and baking, it is the Bake Off final tonight, and I'm so excited and i know lawrence wherever he is uh, i think he is already in the studio uh, is very excited too that is what we will both be watching as soon as this as soon as the show is over so i'm sure there's some fellow bake-off fans listening i am getting behind uh, chigs i think for for the win maybe giuseppe i i don't know i did think it was an absolute travesty and i know i'm spoilers days here but i'm sure you've all watched it already it was an absolute travesty to me that jürgen went and no i am still not over it but i suppose we have to we have to move on don't we otherwise you know we're in grave danger of of becoming a bit bitter and twisted (laughs) sound like a lunatic i must do but uh yes i mean uh lawrence is already saying yes yes poor jürgen but I think he'll do fine, and honestly, I'm secretly hoping that he and Giuseppe are going to team up post-bake-off and go on a kind of culinary baking tour of Europe. I mean, I can see it now. I think I might I might actually write to Channel 4 and say, if you don't pitch this as a series, I think you're, you're missing a trick. But before my brain wanders off too much into culinary shows and catering businesses and the such like, I should talk about some shows I've enjoyed this week and uh, there's only actually one on my list this week it's only the only one I've actually had time to listen to which was actually Libby's show from last week which if you haven't had a listen I would strongly urge you to it's the show about observations and the sort of how they how they work, the necessity of them, whether we're we as teachers and as as senior teachers are approaching them in the right way, and how we can better improve feedback from those observations. And as I said to you last week before before Libby did her show, we've all been through the good, the bad, and the downright wanting to throw up on your toes. Horror that is observations. And I know I probably shouldn't say this too loudly with with Lawrence waiting in the wings as a PGCE student, but I'm sure that he will not have any problems in that regard when the time comes. Now, as always, um, I am plugging the what's for dinner feature and my dear and ever patient best friend Eleni has already messaged me. I think she she has a, a, a grasp on my schedule better than I do. She, uh, without fail, has texted me pretty much every week since the show began saying what she uh, is having for dinner. And I believe she's gone for salmon and broccoli this evening. I had a bit of a brainwave about five minutes before this show started because I was struggling with what to do. I have still got some leftover roast chicken I need to eat but then I also remembered that (laughs) I bought the ingredients for tzatziki at the weekend which I've still not made and uh, I have some leftover pizza dough and often what I do with that tip from me to you is I turn the leftovers into flatbread or garlic flatbread and it's beautiful for dipping so if you do like me occasionally make your own pizza dough and you have some left turn it into garlic bread turn it into flatbread dip it into hummus dip it into tzatziki whatever you've got and honestly I promise you you will not regret it in the slightest right okay so I think what we will do is we will go to the news, and then after the news, uh, we will get Lawrence on, and we will get into this evening's discussion.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
2: This is your latest Teacher's Talk Radio News with Gail Glen. For the second year in a row, Christmas lunches and concerts and schools have been cancelled in Wales and Scotland. As the UK's COVID infection rates continue to rise, it is feared that schools in England and Northern Ireland will face a similar situation. Scottish councils are following local advice and advising schools to opt for virtual concerts instead. A spokesperson for Highland Council said, the Highland Council recognises the positive impact that concerts and other events have on the wider health and development of children. However, COVID-19 remains present in our schools and communities, and therefore Highland schools have been advised that large events beyond a class should not take place indoors or for a live audience. The chairman of Kent Association of Head Teachers, Alan Brooks, has highlighted a shortage of teaching assistants across the county. He said, it is becoming increasingly difficult to recruit teaching assistants and support our staff within schools. One of the things schools used to achieve was to offer flexibility in terms of holiday compared to other employers. However, a lot of other companies are offering flexible hours during the pandemic, like supermarkets, which means there is more competition. Money is an obstacle in terms of taking jobs. Local authorities and schools are not blind to that. It's hard to see how we can do a huge amount in terms of salary increase without more help. Becoming a teaching assistant is a worthwhile job. Working with young people, you can see what you are doing is helpful and relevant. Most often helping the most vulnerable students grow, which is tremendously satisfying. This has been your daily education news briefing.
0: Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DfE validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppy's Phonics and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit OxfordPrimary.com forward slash phonics.
1: Good evening, oh, excuse me. Let's try that again. Good evening, you're back with me, Lucy Newberger, and we are going to, in a moment, get into tonight's discussion. Now, there is uh, always a story behind my shows, but actually it's not really my story to tell. So what I'm going to do is get Lawrence back on and he can help explain how how this show arose and why we are talking about what we're talking about this evening. Lawrence are you there can you hear me yes
3: Lucy I can hear you yes
1: first of all I just want to say to you welcome back um last time you were on we were discussing well really your entire life story kind of up until now weren't we sort of your journey through school as a disabled pupil all the way through to being a TA as you are here today
3: yes definitely definitely um it was uh a riveting conversation, I think, wasn't it, Lucy? But um, it was uh yes. Well I well, enjoyed it. I mean <laughs> No, 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 that's good, that's good. Like um it was um it was very reflective myself as well, actually. So I do sincerely mean that. That it was uh, it was a nice conversation to have, definitely.
1: Yes, and actually, what I should have done is told our listeners where where they can go back and listen to that to catch up. I mean, you can find it on Spotify and on Podbean. I cannot quite remember the date, but I will post it in my show notes later today so that people can listen back to, to the first part of uh, our chat, if you like.
3: Yeah, I can't remember the date either. Might no, that, I think
1: but... it was in October sometime, but we won't dwell on that too much. So... Lawrence, I suppose as an introduction to to this show, can you please tell us what's gone on for you since since we last spoke?
3: Okay, so, um, well, I've been contemplating um, doing a PGC for the nine years that I've been a TA. Um, and ever since being a um, uh a child in school just who likes school etc being uh, being a teacher was always one of the career paths i had for myself um but in terms of what pushed me um yes the uh pandemic it should be a curse word i should put p asterisks asterisks but yes um uh it pushed me along to actually go and do something about um, the childhood dream, if you like. Um, time's too short, just bite the bullet, doesn't hurt to apply, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, having said that, though, um, it was more a case of, Rice, right, I'm going to apply for a PGCE. I almost did it on a whim, Lucy, to be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> Oh, just fill out that, because I'm very um, nervous and very, um, I beat myself up a lot. I'm very, uh, uh, well, the word escapes me now, but um, I'm not a very uh, proud and prideful character. So, um, yeah, I... Filled it out on a whim, uh, telling myself, Oh, you probably won't get selected. There'll probably be a thousand people uh, selected for interview. There's probably a thousand applicants in front of you. Just just do it. Just do it. So I did it, um, filled out my form. Um, lo and behold, I got offered. Um, uh, I, I've, uh, my application went to uh, my local university. Um, Well, we actually have two. Um, I'm from uh, Cardiff, so um, we only have two universities uh, in Cardiff. Um, So I applied to one of those, and I also applied to Swansea. Um, I also applied for part-time through the OU, uh, cause I thought my approach to be honest with you was let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks after nine years as a TA, I was just ready to move on. So, um, yeah. Oh my God. And you know, very much against my pride, um, lack of pride self. I got offered three interviews, which, um, is absolutely mind boggling. So, Uh, Yeah, uh, last week, I sat, uh, week yesterday actually, I think, um, I sat a virtual interview with uh, this Cardiff University. And um, yeah, uh, by Wednesday they'd offered me a place. So I've just spent the week waiting for confirmation to come through on lettered headed paper (laughs) so that it's all official.
1: Well first of all I mean I think we need to I mean from from all of us from me from teachers talk radio we need to extend a huge congratulations to you because getting onto a PGC as many of us will testify is is no mean feat but of course for you there's there's uh, an added element as well and um, Without asking this really inappropriately, Lawrence, and I hope you don't mind me. Could you remind our listeners kind of what 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 your disabilities are? I appreciate that's a really blunt and awful way to put it, but because because of the nature of the discussion we're having this evening about about disability and about PGCEs, I think it's important just again for our audience to understand kind of where you're coming from.
3: Yeah, uh, that that's not a problem. Um, so uh, yes. I was born um, ten weeks prematurely, and basically um, it resulted in um, a condition called congenital hydrocephalus, uh, which basically translates from the Greek as "water on the brain," um, which is a rather more rather more of a neurological condition that can cause. Learning difficulties, rather than a learning difficulty. If I phrase that, in, um, if I phrase that well enough to uh, explain, and on top of that, um, I've also um, I was also diagnosed with um, cerebral palsy as well so um lower half of my body effective um not wheelchair bound but yeah covering long long distances balance etc etc gross motor skills and some fine motor skills are a bit off um yeah and um those two conditions help to make up make up me
1: yeah, no. I, I apologise for the for the the. I phrased that in the most appalling way. So I hope I hope, dear friend, I've, you can forgive me for that.
3: No, I, I of course I, I believe me, dear. Believe me, Lucy. I've I've heard worse. I've heard worse bluntness. So honestly, it's absolutely fine.
1: Oh, I know. But I think, and also, I think, what's so wonderful about my my friendship with you and the and the discussions that we have is that. I'm learning from you uh, all the time. I can't, I, I, I wouldn't say it works works the same way, but certainly from from uh, my side to your side, you're, you're, you're teaching me all the time and I'm learning more from you every time we chat. So I do appreciate your patience with me, uh, putting my foot in it uh, as I regularly do. So thank you.
3: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, moving uh, on. What I wanted to sort of ask you is, is, what was the application process like for you? I mean, I, I know that many of us have, have been through it and uh, we know, uh, I mean, it feels like a distant memory for me, but uh, just what, what was that like for you, kind of go, going through that whole, that whole rigmarole? Because you've been out of higher education for, for a while, as, as had I when I went back in. So kind of revisiting that whole UCAS process, what, how, how did you feel about it?
3: Um. <laughs> right, uh, so uh, talking about how long I've been out of the UCAS process, I graduated ten years ago. That's so we must the uh, applications were taking place thirteen years. Well, no, starting uni was thirteen years ago. So yeah, we're talking fifteen years ago before I had to even kind of start thinking. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. So I'm going to stop that train of thought.
1: You're it, younger than
3: me, so. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, this time round um, it was still well, scary is a bit strong but it was kind of scary in the fact and uh, it was less scary uh, than it was the first time round um, because obviously mature at brain I've got Um, a bank of experience uh, behind me this time I'm not um, I'm not a young 18 year old guy trying to find his way in the world Um, you know so it was less scary from that point of view but it also felt um, a bit more scary in a way Um, like you know perfect sit on the fence answer but Uh, It was more scary in the fact that um, job applications, we've been there, done it like, it was like, well, if I don't get this, I'm applying 10 years later than I should have. Um, Are they going to want me? Are they going to like, you know, it it was a lot more scary from that sense as a, mature student um that yeah it was But the actual application um like it's clunky uh ucas sorry but uh, like you you know can you list every gcse that you've ever got individually and like make sure you get the module titles right and make sure you get the grades right uh, like um, the actual process of filling out the form was awfully clunky. But <laughs> um, no, uh, it was it was both more scary and less scary for reasons I've alluded to, to be honest. Um, but one point I would like to make is after I'd submitted it, um, or actually I said this to my dad when offered an interview, Um and so, and I was preparing for that. I said, um, "It fe- like there's a different pressure with you class, whereas you go into job interviews knowing that there is only one space for or one job for the room full of ten candidates, um, or uh, for simple figures." Whereas this is, at the end of the day, uh, my university of choice is a business. They want to take my student loan off me. Like, it's a business transaction at its most basic form. Um, So, yeah, the pressure was different. I was like, oh, I'll be fine as long as I don't, like, uh, as long as I don't, S- swear, swear at the interviewer. Come off, really uncouth, and etc. etc. Surely I'll be fine because at the end of the day, they want—they just want my money, and they want to put me through a course. Go, yep, we've got this excellent candidate. He's passed this course. Bang, off he goes into the world. We've helped him graduate. graduate hip hip hooray! Um, so and having to do remote interviews, I think helped me with that and um, the fact that i could sit in front of zoom or microsoft teams with a cup of tea in my own cup after well yes i had to get dressed unfortunately but like i couldn't do it in my pajamas but um yeah to be able to sit at home with creature comforts and and not have to get involved with the small talk of would you like a coffee and talking to candidates that just exacerbate nerves in my experience. It was really quite nice and straightforward to do it that way. So for me, um, COVID and the moving to uh, remoteness – has actually been a benefit uh, in this in in that example
1: no that's 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 good to hear and just kind of coming back to the whole UK asking for gcses which i still find baffling whatever you're uh, applying for certainly in the job application point of view because i mean i can list my grades off i think just about now but i certainly couldn't tell you the exam boards
2: um, and
1: uh you know my my levels were pretty shocking so unfortunately I do I do remember those but just kind of and I suppose this does fit in with with the the qualifications and all the rest of this because of course as we all know once you've applied for the PGC yes great you've got on then comes the equivalency tests and oh. uh yes I have I have very uh well fond memories would not be would not be the term i mean again they put these test centers in really awkward places i remember mine was somewhere in the depths of maidstone uh, in kent which has one of the most appalling one way systems i think known to known to driving so after nearly having a nervous breakdown getting to the venue uh, to take these ridiculous tests then you have then you're confronted with an English and maths test, the likes of which you haven't seen since you took your GCSEs. So what I want to know from you is, well, I mean, how are you feeling about about taking those? What what is your process going to be to ensure that you that you succeed and that you absolutely get get the passes that you need to then move on to that next step?
3: Um well, uh another part of my story when um I applied for uni at 17 years old 18 years old i went for an interview for um b ed with qts actually that's what i originally um applied for and linked to that visit on the day were these literacy and numeracy tests um, and, of course, pre-COVID, you've got to go in the room, you've got to sit an exam, or an exam, like a little test. It, the whole experience was really quite like, oh my God, I'm going back in school, I uh, um, which was quite scary. <laughs> I'd sat A-levels, like, that that winter, or mock A-levels that winter. So it shouldn't have been, oh, my God, uh, uptight feeling, and, oh, my God, I'm going to panic. Because I was used to it. So this time round, when I heard that um, uh, this university is willing to accept you based on your current grade with three opportunities to pass, um, in my case, a maths equivalency exam, um, over the course of the first three months of the course... I was really quite pleased because they were going uh, could take me on face value. But in terms of how um, I'm going to approach it, being a secondary school LSA, I sit in um, year nine intermediate uh, level, intermediate tier maths lessons five times a week, at least. So... I'm hoping that um, and of course all my colleagues are now aware, thanks to an announcement from the head teacher with my say-so um, in monday's briefing um but yeah, so they're all aware so i, I I'm not, my approach is to sit in these mass lessons doing the same work alongside the pupils um. And hopefully, some stuff will stick by pure osmosis um, or just repetition, uh, rote repetition. Um, But otherwise, uh, there's loads, uh, and the uni were quite good at um, signposting uh, the WJC pass exam papers. and getting access to those with the mark schemes and the specifications, and gave us a list of these areas will come up on your equivalency test, the likes of probability and enlargement and Pythagoras' theorem and like gross and net and gross profits, etc., etc. Like a a good list. Um. So yeah, I um. It's just down to me in terms to uh, in terms of how prepared I will be because I'm swimming in assistance, um, really. Um, like I said, the uni have broken down what to expect on the paper. Fortunately, I've got access to PGC pay, um, papers. Um, I know nobody, uh, not everybody, will be able to do that but i just thought i'd make the best out of um being in a school environment applying by sitting past papers provided by my school um yeah yeah, so no i I feel i feel prepared i do feel prepared
1: but do you feel that this is kind of this because I don't know if you made the the uni aware of your of your disabilities in interview or whether it was part of your your application. So, was it were these resources that you had to go looking for uh, in terms of them being sort of offered to you, or did or did the university say, right, this is how you can access this, this is how we're going to assist you and ensure that you pass your equivalency t- equivalency tests so you can take up your place?
3: Yeah, um, so um with uh my disabilities i obviously had to disclose it on the application form so when they're sifting through the application form they're already aware in some way shape or form um and then uh so awarded an interview by merit and then during the interview i tend to allude to things it was a little bit harder this time round because you're talking to a two-dimensional face on a screen um, rather than actually because when I walk past somebody, it is quite blatantly obvious that um, I have some needs that may need to be met um, uh, due to uh, the cerebral palsy walk, as I call it. so, yes, yeah, so I had to allude to that in interview, saying, look, um, I need to sit an equivalency test. Um, I was statemented at school, fully statemented. Uh, I was granted 25% extra time in my GCSE exams. Is this something you can accommodate? Um, the interviewer didn't, didn't bat an eyelid, so I assumed that was a... Yeah yeah we can do that. Um, and just today I had um, after getting the offer obviously accepting it as firm sort of so, so about a week on from um, offer uh, I've just emailed them the after uh, this afternoon as I ran out of school saying yes I'd like to book an equivalency test please um but please be aware that, as noted on my application and on my file, um, I, have a requ- um, I have a necessity for 25% extra time, and this is a right that I would like to exercise, please. So um, I'm waiting on a response from the uni about that at this current moment in time, so I don't actually have an answer. But in terms of... um. What topics? Um, what topics are going to be covered in the test? What, um, where to get them from, etc. All of that outside of my own individual circumstances um, was provided for by the uni, and they were really quite good at saying, "Look, it is pitched at intermediate tier level. Um, these are the kind of subheading topics that you should be looking at." Um, yeah, from from their point of view, um, all so far it's it's been quite a quite a good experience with them.
1: Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I I'm just trying to I'm trying to desperately search the kind of deep sort of recesses of my brain to kind of think what on Earth came up on on mine, and there are two things that stick out. One was. Box plots, and I don't know if they're still insisting on a revision of box plots, but I definitely remember that being a a thing. This was obviously six or seven years ago now. And then from my English one, I vaguely remember something about having to spell entrepreneurship under pressure. Now, I struggle to spell that not under pressure yeah. uh, i'm not entirely sure i could cough that out now without having to really think about it so uh yeah but i think that i mean the fact that they are uh, willing that the university is willing or you know not even willing that they are going to provide you with that extra time um, and that they're giving you the resources that that you need shows a, a good deal of support from from that side of things which is which is great So we move on and I'm kind of taking you through this in in stages. So you've applied, you've got on, you've done your equivalencies, passed your equivalencies, which you will, hooray. Mm, Hooray. Okay, so we're now on the course. We're now at uni, we're thinking about lectures, we're thinking about placements, we're thinking about all the things that, that come with a PGC and the whole host of things you have to cram into that nine months trying desperately not to freak you out here
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in terms of the of, of sort of the university's point of view when you're moving and shaking around university uh have they sort of have they spoken to you about the support that's in place for you in terms of the the written side of it i suppose i'm looking at attending lectures uh essays etc
3: um have they addressed the address, um no, they, well, right. My question at the end of interview, um, and I'm sure we'll come on to it if um, you're walking me through stages, but my question to the interviewer at the end of the interview was, look, I've, outli- um, I've outlined uh, some disabilities on my application form. Um, I was just wondering if you could provide more information on the support available. Yes, yes, um, we can do that. So uh, this lovely, uh, lovely lady walked me through it. Um, as part of the university, they have a student services that for um, finances and um, accommodation. Yes, yeah, standard student assistance within that block office block or department, whatever they want to call it, um, there is the... Uh, d- dis- no, it's not called the disability team. I can't remember what she referred to it as, but basically it's the disability team. <laughs> um, and she said, look, right, yeah, as as far as placement goes, um, the unique and... Um, help walk you through that um there are grants available um disability students um dsa i'm not sure what the a is but basically there's grants available which um can help source for students in need things such as um well for example um in previous life and previous dealings with um, other people. Uh, I've known people to get uh, the likes of laptops with dictation software um, for those that just rather – well, I'm assuming it's for dyslexia, but um, I don't want to uh, paint a brush. Uh, I know the lady in question was actually dyslexic. So, um Yes, uh, there's a lot of stuff available through the grant. Um, in terms of um, word count and essays, nothing much was really said outside of the general pastoral, if you need to apply for an extension, we're very understanding that life happens, please Feel free to do so. Um, the greatest bit of support I was able to take away um, in in the mindset of uh, my challenges was the fact that the interviewer said while I was on placement. Um, so before going on placement, uh, it. it I'm to meet or uh, communicate with this um, disability team that I've made up, like you know, made up a name for. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, to meet with them to discuss a support plan um, for uh, the peer ment- um the mentors in school, the deputy head, etc., or the ITE. People, um, people related to the school say, "Look, Lawrence has a disability; struggles with this." Blah, blah 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 all the way down, just to come up with what they're calling a support plan, um, that is attached. Again, I'm not sure of the process of securing placements, but the idea is that this document that I've helped the uni design ends up on the desk of the schools that they talk to about sending students, uh, student teachers to. Mm-hmm. So yes, I was reassured that um, the schools will be aware. Um, they will be your point of contact. Um, they can, um, any issues, reasonable adjustments, etc., that need doing, um, the responsibility for that is upon the school, um, but they should not be unaware. Because as of the uni, we will help you write this support plan, um, okay. and that will be included in 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 with your placement organisation paperwork.
1: I mean, of course, it's 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 a lot of paperwork. I mean, when we when, when you're doing these these courses, these diplomas it's it's just files upon files of of stuff and i think my pgc files are still buried in the garage at, at home somewhere much to my dad's great annoyance but um you know we it sort of it does sound like a huge amount of work but of course this is incredibly necessary for to ensure that you as a as a student are able to to go into university or to go into a school and say yes okay I am a I am a candidate with disabilities, I, you know, but I'm here. I'm on the course. I'm doing my thing. I just, you know, this is this is the paperwork you need to know, so you can insu- so I can ensure that I do, you know, I do my best here, and you understand how how to support me in doing that. So I think I mean it sounds like already from the university's point of view, like they are sort of they are invested in in supporting and and helping you, and they do want to ensure that you are able to make a success of this course.
3: Yes. Yeah. No. Definitely. I can. Um, I can not fault them. Um, they seemed really quite uh, receptive. Um, yeah. I, I. can't. I can't fault them, Lucy, at all. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I can't. I. I can't fault them. <laughs>
1: And, I mean, we've talked about this before when we talked about uh, you having written your your own IEP or your individual employment plan, as you called it in the past. Uh, Will you be utilising that within the university or is that something you're just going to hold back on and allow them to sort of develop it with you as as something new and and updated?
3: Um, I think my initial um, thoughts upon that um, is... Well, again, it's the cynic, it's the cynic uh, inside me who's had to grow up dealing with the Department of Work and Pensions and the benefit system and etc. But my my approach to that would be not to give everything away on a plate initially. Um, to see what support the university offers um and just go through the process and then for example if they want to sit me down with a support plan and I feel like it's addressing or not addressing what I want to address rather than addressing all the wrong things uh, if I think there's one or two missing uh, areas missing that's when I'll say oh by the way um, because I've previously been employed in schools and reasonable adjustments, etc., I actually have this document that I've outlined for HR and colleagues. Um, would this be something that you are interested in seeing? Um, so, like I said, it won- will not go to waste, but how, um, how oh, frivolous is the wrong word? How um, open I am with that piece of information now. Six months away from um, even having to start thinking about like June. I won't even have to start thinking about it until June. But um, yeah, six months out from having to even uh, from having to even consider it. My initial thought process is. Let's see what they can offer. The, the The onus is on the university. They offered me a place. No, it. Um, I've not been fraudulent in terms of how things affect me. I've declared everything. They've gone. Yep, fine, brilliant. We're happy to take on this student. I'm going to see what the university have uh, have to offer before I guide them in any way shape or form with the iep that you've uh, just mentioned
1: yeah which is fair enough because you've been i mean as you say you've been completely transparent uh these universities i mean the vast majority if not all of them do at least somewhere on their website or um on their uh, sort of documentation they have all these various badges and awards and accreditations that, that say, you know, we do provide for for students with disability. We are well aware that we need to accommodate particular students. We, we've been certified with this, that, and the other. So maybe rightly so, you're saying, okay, then, you know, sh- show me kind of what you can offer me rather than me having to do the work for you.
3: Yes, yeah, that's the, the more succinctly put than uh, I just managed. Um Yes, it's it's on them at the end of the day, um, because you constantly hear that our disability should not be a limiting factor to success, blah, 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 like, you know, similar trains of thought and streams of consciousness along those lines. Um, But if nothing is forthcoming from the uni in the first instance doesn't necessarily mean, especially in such a visible and transparent way, like you said, in the way I presented it, I haven't hidden anything. I haven't um, chosen not to include anything. I've basically gone, this is me. This is the help I need. Um, You can accept me on merit and help with the issues I have. Or if I'm not if I'm uh, not worthy of being picked on merit, then I'm not worthy to be picked on merit, um, and it's a it's a non-issue that I've disclosed um, uh, disability, uh, isn't it? So no, uh, very much putting it on putting it on the uni, whether I'm rightly or wrongly doing that. Um, is up for, uh, is up for debate, but uh, no, I feel comfortable with the way I'm uh, planning to approach it. So
1: and that and that's really good, and I suppose you come from well I know you come from a sort of vantage point of having worked in schools for a very for a very long time. you know how they operate, you know how you operate within them, and you know what's what's expected uh not only what's expected of you but what you uh have what you expect of them so this is not something you've kind of woken up one day and said, right well, today I need this, and today I expect this. This is something that you have developed over a, a long period of time you know and you have you found your yourself a, a workspace and a and a and a way to operate that is in keeping with with you know your happiness and, and and everything you you love and it's i think it's going to be interesting to see how how this pans out for you and i know i've said to you sort of half jokingly but i i would love for you to to blog vlog uh sort of to, uh, talk about your experiences because I think it's a, it's a very necessary space that we're that we're talking about because it's not discussed openly and and I don't think these universities are always particularly transparent. Uh, with with their with their provisions and with with what they're doing to to support students, I'm just going to pause for a moment because actually, funnily enough, Dylan Jeffrey has just uh, popped into my messages. Dylan was someone actually who I teacher trained with, so hi, Dylan. Uh, Lucy still shocked that your PGT files are on are in the garage at home. Nothing will ever replace the virtual CPD file of on the job. Well, yeah, you're probably right there, Dylan. <laughs> I probably do need to do need to get rid of those files. But uh, you never know, there might be something useful in them. But uh, that remains to be seen. I'll have to go and look when I'm when I'm home at home at Christmas. But uh, I digress. Uh, What I was going to ask you next, Lawrence, is on a PGC, and I'm sure you're already aware of this. And obviously, within a within a primary PGC, it's a bit different. But there are certain things you have, to, you have to pass. There are certain kind of, t- it's all kind of tick box exercises, which I suppose is preparing you for a lot of the tick box exercises that happen within teaching as a whole. And uh, there are certain, obviously, you know, you have sessions in, in a variety of different subjects. And I know that my particular dread was uh, anything art or DT related. And I just, the thought of having to kind of tick those boxes, having to teach it, having to be observed teaching it just... And to this day, still fills me with, with dread. And I suppose, you know, what I want to know from you is, are there any kind of, are there any subjects that are coming up where you're thinking, oh gosh, how, how am I going to get around this? Or, you know, how am I going to teach this? Or how am I going to explain how this is going to be slightly problematic for me? Is there anything that's sort of jumping out at you that you're willing to share at the moment? Uh,
3: um, <laughs> uh, just as you're uh, saying that, uh, a little funny um so after I got offered um offered the place, etc., uh, I'm sat in work. Um for those of you that aren't aware, I work in a, a secondary school at the moment um as an LSA. So bouncing around between teachers and subjects, and uh, I get to move around and um learn different things through different people, uh specialists. Um whereas all of a sudden, after I got the offer in my hand, I told the head that uh, come July I, I'll be leaving, etc., etc., etc. And then I had the uh, sheer brain explosion moment of, oh my god, I have to teach everything because uh, I've spent the last five years in a specialist secondary school environment where teachers have had their own special... And you've learned across the school. Um, I've been out of a classroom, uh, a primary classroom, for quite a while. So, yeah, just the thought of having to teach everything um, uh, kind of, like, spooked me. (laughs) So, so leading on from that uh, very, uh, oh, my God, moment... Um, it dawned on me that as somebody with a lack of, well, not a lack of, um, or deficient, uh, deficient a bit too. Um, anyway, um, uh, somebody with um, less. Oh, see, I, even I tie myself up in knots. So I'm not sure. I, I totally understand when people say, I don't know what to say, how to say it, because I tie myself up in knots. Um, so, but the subject that did come to mind um, was uh, the likes of P and art, because due to things that I struggle with, um, balance, uh, balance being able to catch things like but mainly balance but us uh, <laughs> let's be honest you want me to teach these four-year-olds how to walk par- out over our uh, four-year-olds seven-year-olds over um the pe benches and like a balance beam not happening absolutely will not happen i'm a health and safety hazard i know i'm a health and safety hazard um It's just, I'm not comfortable with that. So definitely the likes of uh, PE and for me maybe with um, a lack, there we go, the word finally came to me, Um, a lack of fine motor skills and impaired gross motor skills. Art as well. The idea of having to hold the button and write legibly on bull uh, whiteboards, and because yeah, just all of a sudden, I was analyzing a primary school day in minute, minute detail. Going, oh my god, on a bad day, I'd really struggle with that. Oh my god, I, I, I oh, can't write on a board. Oh, my writing's horrible because of the, like, it's always been horrible. Um, just yeah, um, but no, the main one. Was definitely PE Lucy, Um, but the more and more I sit here thinking,
1: yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I Uh, feel like I'm talking you out of it already.
3: (laughs) No, um, yeah, um, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But um, no, certain things have come up that I'm like, oh, that will need addressing. That will need addressing. Um, yeah, but the main one the main one that was immediately uh, obvious to me was, uh, oh my God, how am I going to teach PE? Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Dylan's Dylan's popped up again to say the joy of teaching everything is simply amazing, and he's he's not wrong about that. Yeah, you can offer so much um, and gift your learning to the children in a special way. It will get easier. The children will not actually really notice. I couldn't draw for all the tea in China, but I had a good TA, and the still the children still love my teaching. And I think yes, I mean the the and you and I have had many conversations about this. The the benefits of a of a good TA and a TA that supports you regardless of who you are in that classroom and, and, and knows how to do that, is absolutely invaluable. And So hopefully, I mean, I know, again, dipping into my own PGC, the, the TA I had in my placement school was, was was absolutely wonderful, particularly when the teacher who was meant to be my class teacher and my mentor disappeared for two weeks prior to Christmas because she wasn't very well at all. And I was, you know, brand new teacher left in charge of this class. She She was a, a game changer. So... I
3: think no. that it's definitely a, a great thing. So, yeah, no, I, um, well, and on the TA point as well, mm. me being a mature student, like, and, that, and that's the thing that you and I have um, discussed off air as well. The idea that I now have to manage, like, well, manage children, I'm going to make sure that children arrive uh, – well, start out at point A and get to point B in one piece is, like, scary enough as it is. But also having having to manage um, TAs who will no doubt be older than myself um, – because uh, but even at CSU I'm not that old am I so like
1: you're talking like you're old as the hills and you're a good couple of years younger than me um, I know uh, Tom Rogers is listening in he's going to be uh, going to be positively turning puce at these comments because he's <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know he doesn't consider himself himself old and I know he is older than both of us so we're going to end up in big trouble if we're not careful
3: <laughs> oh yeah uh, so I was uh, scared of that but you, you know it's The um but I've been I've been that TA in that classroom um for the last 10 years. Um and I know all the tricks of the trick. I know how that TA will be feeling. So going back to the management of TAs, that I yes, I do have the insight of what they will be looking for. But um, I've always enjoyed being um, number two. Um, it, like, okay, it's not a hierarchy because we all do a wonderful job together. Just people have more responsibility than others. But in, if you view it as a linear hierarchy for a moment, um, as a TA, I've always enjoyed having um, somebody above me in that uh, chain, just to clarify things with, um, because and naturally they'll go. Oh, put yourself together, Lauren So yeah, I trust you. Go and do what you like. If you think it's best, off you go. Like you've got that. What are you doing? Like you're talking to me like you don't know any of you. Just go and do it. Um, so yeah, I've always enjoyed being a number two. So the idea of being number one. I know we're equal working and we all do as much as each other, but the idea that on paper I have to be number one and manage things is also a scary uh, scary prospect. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm excited by the challenge that that will present, but um, no, it is definitely, definitely scary.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, none of us really know what we're doing. I mean, you ask, you ask any teacher, however experienced, and they'll tell you that they go in at the end of summer after that, that break. And it's kind of like, right, how, how do we do this? What, uh, oh. Oh, and honestly, it's, I think it's with all these things. I think the more, you, and this is going to sound really condescending, but it's not meant to be. It's kind of, it's one of those things that the more you practice it, the more that kind of that muscle memory kicks in, the more that kind of, and once you've taught, and certainly once you've taught in a year group for more than a year and you've got, the planning behind you and you've got that experience behind you. It it does it does get easier. And I know you hear stories where you kind of say, oh, you know, PGC and NQT is tough. And and it is, regardless of who you are. Those things are tough. There are many, many people I could draw on who will tell you that. But I think that there is also a point where you do where it does get easier. And I think that it also and the the schools you're placed in that that kind of is is it does make or break it and it does these these are just facts and so I really do hope that from your point of view as well that the university really does place you in a school that actually where it is going to be a partnership and it's going to be a a really good working relationship because that's almost the hardest part once you've got that in place the rest of it is is much more free-flowing and it, it can work much much more positively.
3: Yeah, I um. Yeah, I I'm sure that will be the case. Um, I so I've I've experienced lots of schools from a wide range of settings during my time, and on the interview, they'd um, for anybody in a similar situation to mine is thinking about making the jump, uh, my interviewer wanted to know, um at the end now when I did the, all the proper interview questions is just a bit of house. This was a housekeeping question as the lady called it. What, uh, what long, what schools have you been in on supply? Now I've, I'm quite good. I've got a Google spreadsheets of my career week by split week by week what school how many days what company i worked for what spy agency i worked for how much i was paid purely for my own benefit just to try and keep which one was a more profitable agency um and yeah i've got i've got every every school listed that i've ever worked at and she was like oh one or two days here or there, you don't have to uh, disclose that to us, but uh, anything uh, long term. So I was like, I do have this, much like my IEP, uh, uh, I was like, oh, I do have this document available. Um, do uh, <laughs> do you want it? Um, because I'm not sure why she's asked me that question. Would that be... talking about uh, working relationships and finding good TAs and being placed in um, good schools to help student teachers. Would that be, Lucy, from your experience, to make sure I don't go anywhere that I've already been? Or was it a conflict of interest type question? What do you think?
1: Honestly, I'm not entirely sure on on that one, um, and I wouldn't like to give a, an affirmative answer in case I'm I'm wrong. It 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 could be any of the things that, that you've said, and it might be worth asking them when you, when you next speak to them why why they want to know. Um, it could be referencing purposes. I I truly honestly I couldn't I don't think I could fairly give you a concrete answer no. to that
3: no that's that's i I wouldn't right.
1: worry about it would be my would be my well if i was going to give it also i wouldn't worry about it i don't think it's any i don't think it's anything negative it it might just be that maybe they don't want to send you there on you know they don't want to send you there on placement or if it's one of their their schools that they work with i i truly don't believe it's anything other than
2: How i don't speaking. know How, yeah yeah um, okay. but if
1: it is bothering you i would i would ask them Oh,
3: yeah. No, Um, like I said, I, ju- I just wondered, like, you know, if that was a question that um, you may have come up against or anybody else may have come up against. Not that um, I'm aware
1: of. Only when I've been applying for when I'm applying for jobs, which I do think is a bit of a cheeky question. There, there's two. And this is probably a, another another show in of itself. But two questions that bug me. One is, are you applying to other schools? Well, Duh, yes I am. Yeah. I mean you, I mean obviously you can't say that in in interview. <laughs> really? It's kind of well and particularly if you're an NQT as well, you're gonna be like, Well of course I am. I've applied to everything everything in the every vacancy in the county, whether whether I'm suitable for it or not, just get me a job. Yeah. Um, and the other one that really bugs me just while we're on the subject is if we offered you the job, would you take it? Yeah.
3: Nah. No, I'm, no I'm, nah. I'm just, I'm just here wasting your time, wasting my time. Yeah. I just,
1: it's, oh, that's always, and I'm glad I've got that out of my system, but it's always irritated me in every interview in the UK. Um, it's, uh, yeah. So, going back to, to your original question, before we digress, as you and I usually do, um, I I don't think that question is is anything to worry about, other than maybe them just maybe either fishing for a bit of extra information on on kind of where you've been and sort of get get more of a feel for you, um, or trying to find out if you've been to any of the schools that, that they work with. I don't I can't imagine yeah. that that would be anything anything um, to worry about. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe just double check with them, yeah, and see what they say
3: turned out that my interviewer was um, involved with Cardiff North's consortium, so knew one of my uh, sensory resource-based um, employers really quite well. So um, naturally that played into my hands because I just spoke about something that she was quite passionate about and knew well. Um, but yeah, no, it's just bizarre. Which schools have you worked in, and uh, were they any good? So it just seems to be a bit of a,
1: oh, a, a, prob- a it's slight,
3: prob- slightly loaded.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yes, I mean, but again, I'm sure that you said, uh, well, I've enjoyed every school I've worked, in, and they've all talked, you know, all those kind of model yes, answers yes, that we rehearse so in our brains. Um, right. And it's another one of the, it's, it's another one of those naff questions that just, I mean, I do think there should be certain interview questions. As as a as a teaching candidate, that should just be out and out banned. Um,
3: that's a another that's, show, yeah. That's, that's another way.
1: show. That's a rant for another day. Okay, so <laughs> back to the matter in hand. I think what we'll do is um, we'll go and have a quick break, and then when we come back, we will conclude what we've talked about. Uh, how does that sound?
3: Lovely, brilliant.
1: a Yeah, have a quick sip of mine as well. Right, see you in a few. <laughs>
0: Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DfE-validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppy's Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit OxfordPrimary.com forward slash phonics.
1: and you're back with me Lucy Newberger this is Tuesday's twilight show and we're still chatting to the to the lovely Lawrence Perk so I'm hoping he hasn't disappeared and actually gone to make himself a cup of tea Lawrence are you still there
3: yeah i was oh, i was going to tease you and say get a tumble a tumble uh, tumbleweed whistling but no i'm still here i've uh, oh. well
1: Sylvia. i just had a, i just had a sip of tea and it and it was cold and there is nothing more disappointing than a oh, sip of cold no. tea oh just so awful anyway well we can lament on that later it's actually very nice it was a um when it was hot it was a ginger cinnamon and orange infusion Um, thoroughly thoroughly recommend okay anyway we're digressing again so we've talked about your we talked about your application process for your pgc we talked about the equivalency tests and and where the pitfalls there might be in terms of um being able to well in terms of the the university facilitating them and ensuring that you have the time that you need in order to complete them we've also sort of we touched on uh, as well uh your expectations of the university when you're when you're at university when you're sitting through all those different lectures and because it's primary you're going to have a lot of um uh, different tutors and so that's going to be involve lots of different um essays and, and the such like uh as well and uh, we talked about the the fact that you know you you uh, under normal university circumstances you know you can apply for extensions here here and there uh, as well. But I think the point that's interested me the most on this is the the university um, and the relationship with with the schools that you're going to be in because there's going to be more than one, and the importance of the communication between those those two well institutions uh, if you like. And I think that that's. I mean that's in my mind. From what you've said, seems to be the most important thing to you. But I, I don't know, sort of what in all of this, what is what is that the the bit that sticks out for you as kind of I really need to make sure that this is secure in order for me to be successful on this course.
3: Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, a similar, a similar. Uh, well, along similar lines of what you've just said about. Um, communication being key um but um like i'm i'm, I'm mumbling my way no, through no. an answer yeah and i'm mumbling my way through an answer in my head now i mean i yeah i think it would be um probably just an understanding and tolerance that it goes back to um Previous shows that listeners should uh, just really, uh, really go and check out. Um, but I've I've said before how um, and you and I are good friends off air, so uh, you know as much as any uh, any of my uh, real world friends uh, that the amount of effort that goes into. Uh, me being upright and functioning and available to work currently needs to be understood by the university. Look, The amount of effort that goes into me being able to put essays together, attend lectures, um, for example, or just understanding that oh, yes, um, parking on this campus is only accessed via um, prepaid swipe cards or passes and this, that, and the other. And um, my mum, bless her, uh, made the point uh, last week that, oh, Lawrence, make sure that you can drive your mobility car onto campus and have a place to park and blue badge and all that. It's just an understanding of the little mind. It's it's never something massive that I want people to uh, need people to understand. It's all the little, the little things. If you can make the little things easier or understand slash tolerate the littler things, the big stuff takes care of itself. Because if you take small, if you take care of the smaller stuff, the big stuff doesn't happen. So. Rather than going, oh yeah, it's fine. We don't need to uh, provide anything. Um, you can um, on the other side of um, feeling able, uh, etc. N- no, I can't just be like everybody else and do everything. Like you know, you're you're giving me too much there. Whereas I appreciate the thought. Oh yeah, it's just like everybody else. You can just crack on. Well, thank you for like doing that, but that's not, that's not equity, is it? That's, that's equality and equality. So, um, yeah, that, that would be, that would be it for me. Just understanding or being uh, receptive to the amount of effort that goes into, just into existing. To be existential for a brief uh, for a brief minute, um, yeah. So that that's it for me. Just being receptive and understanding of the little things, and being able to communicate our way through it.
1: I mean, I suppose in a way, it's kind of an an unfair question uh, that I asked you because you know this is still a way away. There's there's obviously bits and pieces to do before you get to it. And I I remember saying this to you before we did this. I said, you know, I don't want this conversation to to freak you out and to put you in a position where you're thinking, oh gosh, there's this and this and this and wow, how how dare Lucy make me have this conversation because now it's just going to give me anxiety.
3: No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's definitely not the case. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to have this conversation. It needs happening purely from my own, like, um, uh, viewpoint of, A, a mature student, B, a student with a disability. Um, you know, like, there's, there's a lot that I, that I can speak to. So, um, no, it is definitely a conversation that needs to be had, and I'm happy to have it. So, don't feel. Well,
1: well, we appreciate you. I mean, I appreciate you coming back and talking to me once again. And also, I think it's worth putting out there, Lawrence, that, you know, in terms of a support network, sort of remotely via via Twitter and via Teachers Talk Radio, you have got an abundance of people who will always, always offer their advice, offer their support. I mean, I'm happy to essay proofread for you. I, I love a proofread, so... You know, we are, we are here for you uh, in, in, in spades. And, uh, you know, we, of course, and I, of course, wish you the best of luck with it. And I will be, you know, talking to you all the way through, I imagine, and uh, reliving it through you and living vicariously through you once again. So, uh, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a fantastic thing for you. With of course everything in place that we that we hope that that your chosen university will will facilitate for you and uh, yeah get get revising for those uh, equivalency tests and mm. uh, again you know if you need help call you make use of your Twitter network make use of your Teacher Talk Radio friends and uh, I'm sure we'd love to get uh, our GCSE maths brains on again you know why not it's good it's good for all of us so
3: <laughs> <laughs> no so. Th- th- thank you for that Lucy that's much appreciated.
1: Oh yeah, tap into the network because I tell you that's that's certainly been a, a game changer for me when I've uh, needed advice and, and support with things. And I think that actually the uh, the edgy Twitter network in, in general is a uh, is a pretty pretty good place to be.
3: Yes, no, def- definitely. I've I've found that out already.
1: <laughs> well all that remains for me to say is well thank you again for for joining me and i'm sure we will have you back again i'm sure this is not the end of our of our shows together we're just gonna have to come up with uh with the next one after this
3: i'm I, i'm available anytime you uh need to speak to me lucy
1: oh brilliant i appreciate it Well, go and have a, a lovely evening oh what are you having for dinner before you go
3: oh uh turkey balti because I'm a batch cooker, aren't I? So, um, oh, yeah. I've, uh, yeah. This this week is uh, turkey balti to uh, use up the leftover curry paste that I've got. So, um, yeah, living on my own, I tend to eat the same thing all the time. Well, well yeah. yeah. So.
1: You are you are a resourceful one. So uh, I'm going to go and let you enjoy that, and I will join you for bake off final. Bake off final, yay <laughs> Okay. Always a pleasure, Lawrence. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Lucy. Bye bye.
1: Bye. So that was um friend of the show, Lawrence Perks, coming on again to talk to me. He's uh, ever the patient soul, so I do I do appreciate him for it. Uh talking about what it's like to be a or what it's going to be like to be a PGCE student with with disabilities and uh, he talked very frankly about uh all his concerns so I, again i do appreciate that it's a difficult thing because it's it's an added layer of anxiety on top of the difficulties that come with the pgce as as we know as those of us know who have done them so we wish him well and uh, i'm sure that uh i'm going to I'm sure I'm going to manage to convince him to to blog or to to at least share his experiences uh, on Twitter along the way. So do do look out for that. What's left from my side this evening? Well, um, it's very important to tell you that after me, and this is a show that I'm definitely going to be catching up with. Libby is back once again, and she's talking to Mary Beard about classics, women women power, i believe it said twitter trolls and more i mean what a headline for a show i don't really know how you top that so it promises to be a strong female empowerment chat that i definitely need in my life so i will be definitely getting involved with that um, at at some point so do do listen after afterwards after me rather can't even articulate anymore do listen after me for that uh in the meantime I am off to make some tzatziki and to blow out the candle next to me that is burning dangerously low and to enjoy the Bake Off final. Um, I won't be talking to you next week. I'm afraid I am off doing something else, but I will be on the week after. And I think it will be important then to have that chat about uh, neurodivergency and teachers. So I'm definitely going to be getting the ball rolling on that conversation. So look out for those tweets and get involved. Thank you once again for listening and for uh, enjoying the the show with me and for all the contributions. It's always an absolute pleasure. And I will speak to you again soon.
0: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.